Hey friend, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show, where we talk about restaurant marketing, we talk about restaurant management, and we answer your questions and much more. So if this is your first time, consider subscribing. You can find us on YouTube. We're on all the podcast platforms. And again, as always, you can send me a direct email to makingdoughshow at gmail.com. Now today, I'm going to take you behind the curtain of our restaurant. I'm going to share with you what are some of the numbers that we track on a weekly basis. And if you if you don't track your numbers, you're not able to manage them. And if you can't manage them, you can't improve them and grow them. So in the context of sales growth and marketing, there must always be an element of tracking because if you're not tracking then you really don't know where you're at and where you're going and also for accountability purposes when it comes to your team you really need to know your numbers and today i'm going to share with you um what are some of the numbers that we track uh, on a weekly basis we have um, multiple meetings that we do with Uh, our whole management team on a weekly basis. We do one meeting, we go over different numbers and one of those stats and reports is our marketing report. And I'm gonna share with you a little bit of uh, what we cover. We do multiple different kinds of meetings. And if you're interested in wanting to hear how we've run our meetings on a weekly basis with our management team that is able to, has allowed my husband and I to have the freedom of not being at the restaurant um, all the time. In fact, we rarely work at the restaurant in terms of operations. Now we work a lot, but not operations directly. We're able to work on the business. And it took a little bit, obviously it took a few years. Some restaurant owners work at the restaurant for like literally 20 years and they never get to that level. So it took us about three years to get to that level, but, and we have a good management team and, um, we can talk about that. Um, if you're interested, let me know, but let me, let me just get to it again. This is the spreadsheet. Uh, let me just show you. So this is the spreadsheet that we update on a weekly basis um, that I'm looking at a work, our marketing stats weekly. If you are listening to this episode, uh, know that you can go into YouTube and watch the video. It may be easier. I'm just showing you the screen. Uh, however, I'm going to simply walk you through so you have an understanding of what it is. You can simply create a spreadsheet um, or a Google uh, spreadsheet or Excel or whatever works best for you. We use religiously Google Drive because it's free and it can be easily shared among our management team and you can access it from multiple devices um, and it's cloud-based and anything we can do remotely, we're always pro doing. So I track our, I create in, in our spreadsheet, I create a tab for each week and and I have, and every week I simply copy the previous week over and we update the data um, and we go over that. So first obviously is the sales, weekly sales. These are all hypothetical no- numbers I wanted to put into this like template um, thing. If you're looking at the spreadsheet on YouTube uh, for you to see, so these numbers are not necessarily real. I just, again, wanted to put hypothetical numbers for you to have an idea. So for instance, in this particular example that I'm going over, so I'm looking at the week um, that here, it's like $20,000 for the week. Hypothetically, I'm looking at the total number of orders the total number of tickets. Um, You want to build your own spreadsheet based on the data you want to track and what matters to you and to your operations. Now that's different than our operations. All of this data is readily available in our POS system. Now we simply extract certain data and we put it here because I want to easily track them on a week to week basis. So I can go back every, just click on the tabs on the spreadsheet and be like, 
well, two weeks ago we were here, the week before that it was that, and this week it's at this level, right? So I'm able to really easily go through the spreadsheet and compare numbers. And that's one of the reasons I like to use the spreadsheet and simply looking at the numbers that matters to our operations. So again, sales for that week, I'm looking at the total number of tickets we processed, you know, in our case, maybe you want to look at the number of guests you uh, served on the week. Uh, we always look at our average order or our average ticket, because if we're focused on upselling, for instance, I need to be able to see that on our average order. So that I'm comparing that week to week. So I'm able to have conversations with our front of the house manager to figure out, you know, what are we going to do to increase that number um, week to week? That's That's always our goal. Uh, another data that we look at is our discounts, right? You, you know, you may have any promotions or deals or combo deals that you provide. You should be able to, through your POS system, have a way of tracking it. So the way I do it, I create discount buttons and the system tells me how many got redeemed and the discount amount and the profitability. Our POS system tracks that for us. The profitability is that the POS calculates the sum of the subtotal value of, imagine like 10 people, 10 tickets used a particular discount code or a promo code or whatever you want to call it, or a POS button that was a discount. The subtotal of the uh, those 10 tickets, the total dollar amount added up of, of these 10 tickets is going to be the profitability. The discount amount will show the total discounts that we gave and the profitability. That is critical uh, anytime that I'm looking at running any promotions. I'm looking at the profitability, be like, how much did we um, lose money or in terms of the discount that we offered and how much did we make? Does that make sense? The other one I'm looking at is our marketing in particular. So these are all part of the marketing. I'm looking at my results for the marketing. But some of the numbers that I also look at for our marketing on a weekly basis is our email opt-ins. I also look at our opt-outs on the email. Um, I look at how many subscribers we have. I look at our open rate. We do send an email every single week. And I personally have noticed, you know, we've done this for the last like four years and I didn't, I didn't do it consistently until about maybe eight months ago. And to be honest, it has been, uh, I don't want to say life-changing, that's a big word, but it's been noticeably it has helped our growth in a consistent manner. That even if I don't spend money on Facebook ads or anything like that, because we have our email list of thousands of customers that we've been able to collect in the last few years, that has been tremendous for us. So if you're not growing your list, you really, really need to get on that. And you must be looking at that number on a weekly basis so you have a focus and you can come up with strategies to grow your numbers and particularly the number of subscribers you have in your email. We also have a text message database. I look at the opt-in rates there and opt-out rates. I look at our open rates and all of that as well. When it comes to open rates, I look at the percentage of open rates and the number of emails opened. So that gives me an idea of like, okay, in a week, if we had hypothetically 800 people or a thousand people or how many people saw that email that I sent out on a weekly basis. That gives me an idea and I compare that week to week. Another aspect of marketing is if you are running any Facebook ads, you want to look on a weekly basis. What is it that you're promoting? How much money did you spend on it? What was the reach? You can get that very easily from Facebook insights. You must look at your numbers. 
period. You need to look at the cost per click. I uh, track all of that data as well. For instance, if I'm promoting our, say, brisket pizza, I look at how much, I'm sorry, how many brisket pizzas we've been selling consistently, say, in the last three weeks, and I started promoting our, say, brisket pizza, and I look at our sales to see if it had any effect, the fact that I've been promoting it on Facebook. And a lot of times it does work. I'm not going to say it doesn't because it does work, but we're at a level because we have, I mean, over 10,000 email lists and text message in our database, and we send all of that weekly. It's freed us from not spending money on Facebook as much. Now we can talk uh, in more detail about all of that. Again, you got specific questions, please send me an email and I'll be happy to talk about all that here. Next is I look for different menu items. Um, this information again is in our POS system. I simply grab it, I look at it week to week. So I'm like, hypothetically, again, these numbers are not real. I just made them up a little bit for this exercise. So you just have an idea. Okay, so out of say $20,000 worth of sales, I'm able to see the allocation um, of the sales. I can be like, okay, 15,000, 2,000, we ordered, you know, for instance, we sold 2,000 pizzas and that contributed 15,000 something, something to the sales. How many salads we sold? I'm comparing week to week how many salads we're selling, how many appetizers we're selling. I'm looking at how many fountain drinks we're selling. These are the numbers that are that matter to me. Maybe they don't matter to you. So you need to build your own spreadsheet based on the data that you're looking at. I count our beer. So I'm able, able to talk to our manager in our weekly meeting week to week, be like, hey, last week we sold this many beer. This week we sold this many beer and things like that. Wine, you know, I look at our desserts, especially a lot of our servers do contests on desserts. So I'm able to look at those numbers uh, and compare them week to week. The purpose isn't just to look at this number. The purpose is to compare the numbers week to week and figure out how are you going to proactively increase those numbers, right? What's going to be the strategy to grow, you know, to sell more beer or to sell more desserts and track the data to see indeed if the effort you're putting in is going to work or not. Another thing that I look at on a weekly basis, which I don't know if you do as well or not, it's our average ticket, number of orders and our average ticket per dining option. Okay, what do I mean by that? That again, I grab that number from our POS system. I can see our dining options. I can be like, okay, in this example, again, hypothetically of you know i said you know a thousand tickets per week you know 700 of them were dine in 97 carry outs 80 of them were deliveries you know we have a kiosk in place i can look at how many people use the kiosk we which is not that many usually um and i know the reason for that but we're not this is not the purpose of this show uh online deliveries we have online ordering people can place their online orders and then for instance the phone order uh how many people place phone orders and things like that so why that matters is for one, I'm looking at the shift in our customer as for instance, during when a week is like rainy weather, at least where we're at, the dining option shifts, we're gonna get more like say deliveries and pickups. And as we go into summer, it's going to be like more dine-ins, right? Things shift depending on the season the restaurant is, and you wanna be able to get to a level as a restaurant owner that you can predict the data and how you are able to predict the data and the future um, of your restaurant. For one is obviously if your POS system is a, you know tracking the numbers from last year, you knew that, oh, Memorial Day or that week of when the Memorial Day was, for instance, you know, on a Monday was Memorial Day, what was your sales? And you can kind of get an idea. But another way is, 
looking at your numbers so you can extract your trends, trends for your restaurant in your town, which happens to be very different than our town, right? No matter where you live on planet earth and you must study your numbers. So for one, I tracked the number of orders. Then the POS gives me the net sales for each of those dining options. I'm able to be like, okay, we had $4,500 in online deliveries. We had, you know, how much, $3,000 in deliveries. So, oh, wow. So like $9,500 last week came through deliveries, for instance, right? I'm looking at the numbers uh, in that way. Oh, 15,000 came from dine-in. So you were able to also uh, create, uh, look at the percentage um, of sales as well in here. If, if you want, let's do this. Um, I'm simply gonna, anyways, another thing you can look at, um, just uh, anyways, I was gonna like in front of you do how we calculate the percentage, but you wanna see the percentage of sales contributed through each of your dining options. So that is why we know in our restaurant that, again, these were hypothetical numbers, but I know that in our restaurant that about 50% of our sales is dine-in, 50% of sales is not dine-in, is pickups and deliveries. And that's why I know that every time that we have three tables in the dining room is that we have six tickets on the pizza line in the kitchen because we know that 50% of sales is average, uh, not in dining setting. Why do I know that in our restaurant? Because I study our numbers. Another number I look at is our average ticket uh, per dining option. Average ticket per dining option, uh, it happens to be, for instance, carry out tends to be the lowest. Somebody walks in and they order what they want and they sit down and wait for that food to go. That's our carry out versus delivery. Delivery, our average ticket tends to be higher for delivery for whatever reason. And online orders, again, you study your numbers, you realize that online order, average ticket for online orders tends to be much higher than phone order or in person that I said, like a carryout. And the reason is because a customer is hungry, they're on your website and they're browsing. They're like, oh, I want this, I wanna try that. So if you have good photography, visuals and a good description that is enticing um, in your online ordering experience, you're gonna have a much higher average ticket. So our average ticket uh, on a delivery may be over $30 but in a you know carry out, it may be $17. A customer comes and gets one pizza and just sits there, waits, and then grabs that to go or a phone order. And that also will tell you, you know, why is it that a company like Domino's or Papa John's or you know, these companies spend millions and millions of dollars? They have these humongous tech departments where they study where a customer comes into their online uh, ordering platform. They go in here, they click in here, they have these heat maps, if what they call is that averages where the mouse goes when a customer comes into their website, places an online ordering, uh, where they usually click, what colors would appeal to them? How should they show, you know, they have this upselling process, brilliant, by the way, which I, you know, I feel jealous about, but you know, we're a local restaurant, so we can't do that kind of stuff. Another reason is because online ordering, as I told you, the average ticket is higher. I know that from our numbers. So, um, these are some of the numbers we track that I told you when it comes to marketing. Marketing, you need to get a wholesome view. A lot of times you may be working with a marketing company. It's just going to give you your, like your Facebook 
uh, ads numbers that, oh, this many reached it, this many didn't or whatever, or you look at your emails and how many opt-ins you had or opt-outs or how many people opened your emails. But in order, in my opinion, um, I'm able to have um, a wholesome view of our restaurant and our marketing efforts is when I'm able to look at our average ticket. I'm able to look at our the number of our tickets, what menu items are selling more or not, what are our average tickets, then I'm able to be way more specific in focusing on an item to grow. I'm like, let's focus on our desserts. In fact, let's focus on cannoli this week. What is our cannoli trends in the last three weeks? And what are we gonna, you know, and then we're gonna come up with projects and different little things we can do online promotions and the social media, as well as in-store ways and partnering with our servers. You know, all has to happen like a campaign style. We're working together, focusing on certain numbers um, to grow those numbers. And you always want to increase these two numbers. One is your average ticket and one is your the total number of your orders, number of your tickets, those two numbers. So you want to have different strategies for increasing your average ticket and you always have strategies for increasing the number of your tickets. You know what I mean? So I have these strategies in place whenever we're focused on one thing, I pull out some of those strategies out of our toolbox, our marketing toolbox to make those things happen. But uh, anyways, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on, on this that I'm sharing with you. How do you track your marketing efforts on a weekly basis? I would love to hear it. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below and let me know your thoughts. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to hear any more, any more detail about what are some of the ways that we grow specific numbers, uh, on a week to week, I would, uh, be happy to share that with you as well. Thank you for tuning in to another show here at Making Dose Show. I know you're busy. If you're in the restaurant business, I know you don't have time. I hope this was helpful. I hope this brought you some clarity. And, uh, our goal here is to help you make a lot of dough. Okay. You and me both, right? Let's do that. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. Give this uh, video a thumbs up if you're watching on video. If you're on a podcast, well, you can't give us a thumbs up, but you could leave us a review and I'd appreciate it. But anyways, now let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey friend, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we talk about restaurant marketing. We talk about restaurant management and we answer our questions and much more. So if this is your first time, consider subscribing. You can find us on YouTube. We're on all the podcast platforms. And again, as always, you can send me a direct email to makingdoughshow at gmail.com. Now today, I'm going to take you behind the curtain of our restaurant. I'm going to share with you what are some of the numbers that we track on a weekly basis. And if you if you don't track your numbers, you're not able to manage them. And if you can't manage them, you can't improve them and grow them. So in the context of sales growth and marketing, there must always be an element of tracking because if you're not tracking then you really don't know where you're at and where you're going and also for accountability purposes when it comes to your team you really need to know your numbers and today i'm going to share with you um what are some of the numbers that we track uh, on a weekly basis we have um, multiple meetings that we do with uh, our whole management team on a weekly basis, we do one meeting, we go over different numbers. And one of those stats and reports is our marketing report that I'm going to share with you a little bit of uh, what we cover. We do multiple different kinds of meetings. And if you're interested in wanting to hear how we've run our meetings on a weekly basis with our management team that is able to has allowed my husband and I to have the freedom of not being at the restaurant 
um, all the time. In fact, we rarely work at the restaurant in terms of operations. Now, we work a lot, but not operations directly. We're able to work on the business. And it took a little bit, obviously, it took a few years. Some restaurant owners work at the restaurant for like literally 20 years and they never get to that level. So it took us about three years to get to that level. But And we have a good management team and um, we can talk about that um, if you're interested, let me know. But let me let me just get to it again. This is the spreadsheet. Uh, let me just show you. So this is the spreadsheet that we update on a weekly basis. Um, that I'm looking at a work our marketing stats weekly. If you are listening to this episode, uh, know that you can go into YouTube and watch the video. It may be easier. I'm just showing you the screen. Uh, however, I'm going to simply walk you through so you have an understanding of what it is. You can simply create a spreadsheet um, or a Google a spreadsheet or Excel or whatever works best for you. We use religiously Google Drive because it's free and it can be easily shared among our management team and you can access it from multiple devices um, and it's cloud-based and anything we can do remotely, we're always pro doing. So I track our, I create in, in our spreadsheet, I create a tab for each week and and I have, and every week I simply copy the previous week over and we update the data um, and we go over that. So first obviously is the sales, weekly sales. These are all hypothetical no numbers I wanted to put into this like template um, thing. If you're looking at the spreadsheet on YouTube uh, for you to see, so these numbers are not necessarily real. I just, again, wanted to put hypothetical numbers for you to have an idea. So for instance, in this particular example that I'm going over, so I'm looking at the week um, that here, it's like $20,000 for the week. Hypothetically, I'm looking at the total number of orders, the total number of tickets. Um, you want to build your own spreadsheet based on the data you want to track and what matters to you and to your operations. Now, that's different than our operations. All of this data is readily available in our POS system. Now, we simply extract certain data and we put it here because I want to easily track them on a week-to-week -week basis. So I can go back every, just click on the tabs on the spreadsheet and be like, well, two weeks ago we were here, the week before that it was that, and this week it's at this level, right? So I'm able to really easily go through the spreadsheet and compare numbers. And that's one of the reasons I like to use the spreadsheet and simply looking at the numbers that matters to our operations. So again, sales for that week, I'm looking at the total number of tickets we processed, you know, in our case, maybe you want to look at the number of guests you uh, served on the week. Uh, we always look at our average order or our average ticket, because if we're focused on upselling, for instance, I need to be able to see that on our average order. So that I'm comparing that week to week. So I'm able to have conversations with our front of the house manager to figure out, you know, what are we going to do to increase that number um, week to week? That's That's always our goal. Uh, another data that we look at is our discounts, right? You know, you may have any promotions or deals or combo deals that you provide. You should be able to, through your POS system, have a way of tracking it. So the way I do it, I create discount buttons and the system tells me how many got redeemed and the discount amount and the profitability. Our POS system tracks that for us. The profitability is that the POS calculates the sum of the subtotal value of, imagine like 10 people, 10 tickets used a particular discount code or a promo code or whatever you want to call it, or a POS button that was a discount. 
the subtotal of the uh, those 10 tickets, the total dollar amount added up of, of these 10 tickets is going to be the profitability. The discount amount will show the total discounts that we gave and the profitability. That is critical uh, anytime that I'm looking at running any promotions, I'm looking at the profitability, be like, how much did we um, lose money or in terms of the discount that we offered and how much did we make? Does that make sense? The other one I'm looking at is our marketing in particular. So these are all part of the marketing. I'm looking at my results for the marketing, but some of the numbers that I also look at for our marketing on a weekly basis is our email opt-ins. I also look at our opt-outs on the email um, I look at how many subscribers we have. I look at our open rate. We do send an email every single week. And I personally have noticed, you know, we've done this for the last like four years and I didn't, I didn't do it consistently until about maybe eight months ago. And to be honest, it has been, uh, I don't want to say life-changing. That's a big word, but it's been noticeably it has helped our growth in a consistent manner that even if I don't spend money on Facebook ads or anything like that, because we have our email list of thousands of customers that we've been able to collect in the last few years, that has been tremendous for us. So if you're not growing your list, you really, really need to get, need to get on that. And you must be looking at that number on a weekly basis. So you have a focus and you can come up with strategies to grow your numbers and particularly the number of subscribers you have in your email. We also have a text message database. I look at the opt-in rates there and opt-out rates. I look at our open rates and all of that as well. When it comes to open rates, I look at the percentage of open rates and the number of emails opened. So that gives me an idea of like, okay, in a week, if we had hypothetically 800 people or a thousand people or how many people saw that email that I sent out on a weekly basis. That gives me an idea and I compare that week to week. Another aspect of marketing is if you are running any Facebook ads, you wanna look on a weekly basis, what is it that you're promoting? How much money did you spend on it? What was the reach? You can get that very easily from Facebook Insights. You must look at your numbers. Period. You need to look at the cost per click. I uh, track all of that data as well. For instance, if I'm promoting our, say, brisket pizza, I look at how much, I'm sorry, how many brisket pizzas we've been selling consistently, say, in the last three weeks. And I started promoting our, say, brisket pizza. And I look at our sales to see if it had any effect, the fact that I've been promoting it on Facebook. And a lot of times it does work. I'm not going to say it doesn't because it does work. But we're at a level because we have, I mean, over 10,000 email lists and text message in our database. And we send all of that weekly. It's freed us from not spending money on Facebook as much. Now we can talk uh, in more detail about all of that. Again, you got specific questions, please send me an email and I'd be happy to talk about all that here. Next is I look for different menu items. Um, this information again is in our POS system. I simply grab it. I look at it week to week. So I'm like, hypothetically, again, these numbers are not real. I just made them up a little bit for this exercise. So you just have an idea. Okay. So out of say $20,000 worth of sales, I'm able to see the allocation 
um, of the sales. I can be like, okay, 2,000, we ordered, you know, for instance, we sold 2,000 pizzas and that contributed 15,000 something, something to the sales. How many salads we sold? I'm comparing week to week how many salads we're selling, how many appetizers we're selling. I'm looking at how many fountain drinks we're selling. These are the numbers that are that matter to me. Maybe they don't matter to you. So you need to build your own spreadsheet based on the data that you're looking at. I count our beer. So I'm able, able to talk to our manager in our weekly meeting week to week, be like, hey, last week we sold this many beer. This week we sold this many beer and things like that. Wine, you know, I look at our desserts, especially a lot of our servers do contests on desserts. I'm able to look at those numbers uh, and compare them week to week. The purpose isn't just to look at this number. The purpose is to compare the numbers week to week and figure out how are you going to proactively increase those numbers, right? What's going to be the strategy to grow, you know, to sell more beer or to sell more desserts and track the data to see indeed if the effort you're putting in is going to work or not. Another thing that I look at on a weekly basis, which I don't know if you do as well or not, it's our average ticket, number of orders and our average ticket per dining option. Okay, what do I mean by that? That again, I grab that number from our POS system. I can see our dining options. I can be like, okay, in this example again, Hypothetically, of you know, I said you know a thousand tickets per week. You know, seven hundred of them were dine in, ninety-seven carryouts, eighty of them were deliveries. You know, we have a kiosk in place. I can look at how many people use the kiosk. We, which is not that many usually, um, and I know the reason for that. But we're not. This is not the purpose of this show. Uh, online deliveries. We have online ordering. People can place their online orders. And then for instance, the phone order, uh, how many people place phone orders and things like that. So why that matters is for one, I'm looking at the shift in our customer as for instance, during when a week is like rainy weather, at least where we're at, the dining option shifts. We're going to get more like say deliveries and pickups. And as we go into summer, it's going to be like more dine-ins, right? Things shift depending on the season the restaurant is, and you want to be able to get to a level as a restaurant owner that you can predict the data and how you are able to predict the data and the future um, of your restaurant. For one, is obviously if your POS system is a you know tracking the numbers from last year, you knew that oh Memorial Day or that week of when the Memorial Day was, for instance, you know on a Monday was Memorial Day. What was your sales? And you can kind of get an idea. But another way is looking at your numbers so you can extract your trends, trends for your restaurant in your town, which happens to be very different than our town, right? No matter where you live on planet earth and you must study your numbers. So for one, I tracked the number of orders. Then the POS gives me the net sales for each of those dining options. I'm able to be like, okay, we had $4,500 in online deliveries. We had you know, how much $3,000 in delivery. So, oh, wow. So like $9,500 last week came through deliveries, for instance, right? I'm looking at the numbers uh, in that way. Oh, 15,000 came from dine-in. So you were able to also uh, create, uh, look at the percentage um, of sales as well in here. If, if you want, let's do this. Um, I'm simply gonna, anyways, another thing you can look at, um, just uh, anyways, I was gonna like in front of you do how we calculate the percentage, but you wanna see the percentage of sales contributed through each of your dining options. So that 
is why we know in our restaurant that, again, these were hypothetical numbers, but I know that in our restaurant that about 50% of our sales is dine-in, 50% of sales is not dine-in, is pickups and deliveries. And that's why I know that every time that we have three tables in the dining room is that we have six tickets on the pizza line in the kitchen because we know that 50% of sales is average, uh, not in dining setting. Why do I know that in our restaurant? Because I study our numbers. Another number I look at is our average ticket uh, per dining option. Average ticket per dining option, uh, it happens to be, for instance, carry out tends to be the lowest. Somebody walks in and they order what they want and they sit down and wait for that food to go. That's our carry out versus delivery. Delivery, our average ticket tends to be higher for delivery for whatever reason. And online orders, again, you study your numbers, you realize that online order, average ticket for online orders tends to be much higher than phone order or in person that I said, like a carry out. And the reason is because a customer is hungry, they're on your website and they're browsing. They're like, oh, I want this. I want to try that. So if you have good photography, visuals, and a good description that is enticing um, in your online ordering experience, you're going to have a much higher average ticket. So our average ticket uh, on a delivery may be over $30, but in a you know carry out, it may be $17. A customer comes and gets one pizza and just sits there, waits, and then grabs that to go or a phone order. And that also will tell you, you know, why is it that a company like Domino's or Papa John's or, you know, these companies spend millions and millions of dollars. They have these humongous tech departments where they study where a customer comes into their online uh, ordering platform. They go in here, they click in here, they have these heat maps, if what they call is that averages where the mouse goes when a customer comes into their website, places an online ordering, uh, where they usually click, what colors would appeal to them, how should they show, you know, they have this upselling process, brilliant, by the way, which I, you know, I feel jealous about, but you know, we're a local restaurant, so we can't do that kind of stuff. Another reason is because online ordering, as I told you, the average ticket is higher. I know that from our numbers. So, um, these are some of the numbers we track that I told you when it comes to marketing. Marketing, you need to get a wholesome view. A lot of times you may be working with a um, marketing company. It's just going to give you your, like your Facebook uh, ads numbers that, oh, this many reached it, this many didn't or whatever. Or you look at your emails and how many opt-ins you had or opt-outs or how many people opened your emails. But in order, in my opinion, um, I'm able to have... Um, a wholesome view of our restaurant and our marketing efforts is when I'm able to look at our average ticket. I'm able to look at our the number of our tickets, what menu items are selling more or not, what are our average tickets. Then I'm able to be way more specific in focusing on an item to grow. I'm like, let's focus on our desserts. In fact, let's focus on cannoli this week. What is our cannoli trends in the last three weeks? And what are we going to, you know, and then we're going to come up with projects and different little things we can do online promotions and the social media, as well as in-store ways and partnering with our servers, you know, all has to happen like a campaign style. We're working together, focusing on certain numbers, um, to grow those numbers. And you always want to increase these two numbers. One is your average ticket and one is your the total number of your orders, number of your tickets, 
those two numbers. So you want to have different strategies for increasing your average ticket. And you always have strategies for increasing the number of your tickets. You know what I mean? So I have these strategies in place. Whenever we're focused on one thing, I pull out some of those strategies out of our toolbox, our marketing toolbox to make those things happen. But uh, anyways, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on on this that I'm sharing with you. How do you track your marketing efforts on a weekly basis? I would love to hear it. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below and let me know your thoughts. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to hear any more, any more detail about what are some of the ways that we grow specific numbers uh, on a week to week, I would uh, be happy to share that with you as well. Thank you for tuning in to another show here at Making Dose Show. I know you're busy. If you're in the restaurant business, I know you don't have time. I hope this was helpful. I hope this brought you some clarity. And uh, our goal here is to help you make a lot of dough. Okay. You and me both, right? Let's do that. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. Give this uh, video a thumbs up if you're watching on video. If you're on the podcast, well, you can't give us a thumbs up, but you could leave us a review and I'd appreciate it. But anyways, now let's get back to work and make some dope. Thank you. Bye-bye.